0: Police in California arrested a man for attempted burglary, David.
1: Okay, so I just attempted burglary so he didn't get away with anything.
0: No, I didn't get away with anything. Okay. And um, I'm not one to to praise crime. Oh, I,
1: I hope not. You did study law.
0: But um, I really have to give it to this, this accused felon um, because he didn't... So first of all, he attempted to rob a convenience store. Which, I mean, when you think of attempted robbery in a convenience store, think of someone coming in through the front door. Yeah, maybe usually with a weapon, there's a, a stick-up.
1: Give me the five cents you have in the register.
0: Yeah, maybe ski mask, maybe not. I don't know. But, okay, that's not what happened here. Uh, this guy went Ocean's 15 and tunneled in through the floor of the convenience store. Um, what? Yes. So, he had such an intense... Desire for some flaming hot Cheetos at 4 a.m. that he tunneled in through the floor. And uh, unfortunately for him, for society the alarms went off and he was arrested and is uh now waiting a trial by a jury of his peers
1: so those alarms must be pretty sensitive to p- register him drilling and banging his way through the floor that's good that's good to know
0: yeah he did have a pillowcase over his head though from, <laughs> from the photo from the photo i saw it looked like he, he did take that precaution so uh he did not get away with it though um I just, I just can't believe that he would put so much effort into drilling into, tunneling into
1: a convenience store. Right, right. Here's, here's my theory. Okay. My theory is there is a bank across the street. <laughs> yeah. And he and his guys were, like, writing up the plans and stuff. They're getting all excited, and it's late at night, and they're going over it. They're all excited to do this job and get this bank money. Right. Gotta get that bank money. Right, because banks have money. And the map that they were working off was upside down. And he ended up across the wrong street or something like that. There's just no way he, there's no way this guy wanted to go to a convenience store.
0: If I've said it once, I've said it a million times, you label your bank robbery map north and south correctly, right? If you don't put directions on there, you end up in a convenience store and it doesn't matter how many bags of Flaming Hot Cheetos you get, it's just not going to add up to what you can find in a bank vault.
1: So you and I say different things. (laughs) So I've never said that.
0: But here, here's the problem moving forward. There's a
1: problem? You what? see a problem with this?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on. For, for, forget the past, David. Look to the future. Here's the problem. What are you going to do with this guy? You
1: can't throw him in jail. He's going to tunnel his way out into the <laughs> nearest convenience store. If he's going to tunnel in for some flavored Hot Cheetos, I think his freedom is worth some tunneling.
0: All I know is this is just not on the level of our sweetest jewel heist friends. I mean, he did not think this through clearly enough. Um, he did this alone. Where was his, where was his backup? Why didn't he go back down through the tunnel when the alarm
1: sounded? Wait, wait, so the alarm sounded and he like tried to run out the front door instead of the built-in escape hatch he used to get in? There's
0: it? a, there's a lot of questions here, Dave. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so I think we just
1: have to stay tuned. So We'll have to see what happens, but yeah. my idea is that $20,000 bail isn't going to <laughs> get paid because if he's, if he's robbing Flamin' Hot Cheetos from a <laughs> gas station, I doubt he can pay the $20,000 bond.
0: This is Subjectively Correct Sports, the one and only podcast in the known universe, featuring a couple of guys, David What's and up? Anthony, talking about sports, talking about flaming hot Cheetos and robbing convenience stores, among many, many other things. Uh, my name's Anthony. Like I said, I'm here, with David. I'm super good at this podcasting thing. If you haven't realized yet, mic check. And you can find the show on iTunes, uh, Google Play, YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube still, cool, that's awesome. Why don't you subscribe on iTunes, leave a review, hit that fifth star. Uh, that would really help us out. Visit the website subjectivelycorrect.com. Send us an email at subject- subjectivelycorrect@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Send those comments to David. Uh, if you have any questions you want us to, to talk about on the show, we're, we're excited to do that as well. Follow us on Twitter, at SubCorrect.
1: Anything else, David? Yeah, I was very underwhelmed with the fan response from last week's show. Yeah, fan. Um, get it together. <laughs> yeah. We had, got exactly zero emails. I didn't even have to round down. We got zero emails and zero you, response. Wait, chance, did so. you check our spam? Maybe our filters are off. No, check the spam folder. I didn't think about that. I'll check the spam folder tonight after the show and then find that empty too. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get lots of offers for drugs you don't want. Right? Well, oh, the side effects is longer than like what the benefits are. <laughs> yeah. May cause death, but your nose might not bleed. Yeah. So David, you're back to school. Or it will. Yeah. You're back to work. You're back to school. How's it going? It's good. I. I like what I do a lot. It is a, it's a shock mostly for my three-year-old. Yeah. My son's like, I went to a, a, a full day of training and he was like, oh, you got to go to work? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I got to go to work. The next day I'm leaving the house. like, daddy, where are you going? The store? And I was like, no, I got to go to work. And he's like, again? Because <laughs> he's so used to dad being home during the summer. So that was fun. And uh, you went to a baseball game yeah. uh, over the weekend. Yeah. Right? yeah with yeah, your re- sons. That's right. Not with me. More on that later. And uh, so I went through all this effort, right, to get us shirts for our podcast. They got our logo. Oh, yeah, beautiful right? shirts. You're wearing it right now. Got it on right now. Yeah, it looks awesome, great. Awesome,
0: love it. It's a really cool shirt.
1: Yeah. Why didn't you wear this shirt to the ballgame?
0: Uh, That's why I got
1: it. I After I. Uh, are you to defend yourself? Is that what you want? Me? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just. Go ahead. Whoa,
0: simmer down, fashion police, okay? My body, I choose. How to okay, I dress it how I choose. Okay, I won't <laughs> let a man dictate to me what I put on my body.
1: Okay, when I found out that you weren't wearing the shirt that I bought for marketing purposes, I sent you a link to an Amazon uh, uh, Amazon page for Marketing One Hundred and One because I figured yeah. that you know you might need that.
0: Yeah. Welcome to Subjectively Correct Sports, <laughs> number one podcast on
1: the internet. Fastest growing, because when you start with zero, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. Our trajectory is off the charts. Actually, there's a there's a chart, and you know we can see how we're doing, which is f- it's fine, it's okay.
1: I haven't looked at it in a while.
0: Yeah, we're. Thank you, fan. Okay, so first first thing I want to talk about, David. Falls come. We talked
1: about my level of fall, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not
0: going to talk about basketball. Not, you'll find you'll today. find a way
1: to get basketball basketball in here somehow. I know it. You see that Kobe? might be going to the big three. Oh my gosh! I knew it.
0: Okay, we'll touch on that later. Maybe not. I don't know. The the second greatest thing about fall other than the start of the NBA season is the end of the baseball season. Not because I want baseball to be over, but because playoff baseball is m- maybe my favorite thing in
1: sports. Wow, well, that's you. It, so it, so you it, enjoy the baseball playoffs more than you enjoy NBA playoffs even if one of your teams is in the in the playoffs? I Because I know the Lakers haven't been in the playoffs for a while. Uh, more on Lonzo's baby daddy next. What?
0: Uh, well, okay, I, may, maybe not enjoy, but it, they're the most intense and like can't take your eyes off. Because I don't know why the stakes feel so much higher in playoff baseball than they do in other playoffs, for, for whatever reason. I, I feel the
1: nerves so much more. I think I have an idea on that. Because you have 162 games. So there are lots of games that feel like they don't matter, and lots of games that feel like if they go either way, it doesn't affect what happens in the playoffs at all. And then you distill all of that, 162 games plus a bunch of playoff games, down to seven games, and that becomes very intense. It's the same type of sample size reduction that you get in, uh, you get in football, where you have a 16-game season and you have some playoffs, and then it comes down to one game. Yeah. It feels extra intense.
0: I, I think maybe one of the other things going on, too, is, is baseball during the regular season is a background sport. You're, you're doing other things. Yeah. Other things are occupying your time in yeah. between pitches. You look up when when you hear the, the crack of the bat. But playoff baseball, at least for me, I'm glued to it. I'm watching the whole thing. There's not much else going on. Maybe I'm looking at Twitter or something like that. And there's so much downtime during the game. There's 30 seconds between each pitch, so you can just think and analyze and get worried about the next pitch, uh, whereas basketball, for example, it's constant action. You know, you get timeouts, but, but, but mostly you're just focused on the action, and uh, you're just kind of reacting to, to, to each play that happens and not really analyzing and thinking about it like you do in baseball. It is
1: a thinking man sport, David. That's what they say, and then I see some managers manage, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if he's a thinker. Yeah. I wouldn't call that guy a Some a managers man. are more tinkers than thinkers. Which would you rather have? Who would you rather have managing the Dodgers, a tinkerer or a thinker? Er. A thinker. <laughs> and why is
0: that? <laughs> well, okay, let's let's actually just, let's get into the standings right now. So, if the baseball season ended today. All right, so from tinker talk to standings talk. Okay, that's yeah. what a fan wants. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, if the if the if the season ended today, Uh, The the Red Sox would win the American League East. The Indians would win the Central. And the Astros and A's are actually tied in the West. And in the National League, uh, Braves up a game on the Phillies in the East. The Cubs up two and a half games on the Brewers in the Central. And the Diamondbacks up a half game on the Rockies and two and a half on the Dodgers in the West. So if you look at the the wild card... um, so in the American League, the Yankees are leading the wild card by three and a half games over the Astros and the A's, and then you've got the Mariners three and a half games behind the Astros and the A's. So you've got you've got four teams that are that are bunched together, um, four really good teams. Mariners not as good as their record may indicate, or we'll get to that in a second. And then in that the National League, you've got five teams that are all within three games of each other you've got the Brewers the Phillies the Rockies the Cardinals and the Dodgers Uh, so if the season ended today you would have in the wild card the Yankees and the winner of, of of a special play play in game between the Astros and the A's in the American League and in the National League you'd have the Brewers against the winner of a play in game between
1: the Phillies and the Rockies but what would happen with the Cardinals because they're tied with them as well? So would they need to play like a round robin? Oh, streak? that's right. Yeah, they have to play like a round robin three game. Oh my goodness. Thing yeah. Or something right? I, or, or do they? Does run differential come into it or something like uh, record? Uh, it like might be home away head head? record. Record head to
0: head stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think run differential comes into play. But it, it is funny that you bring up run differential because run differential for those who don't know it's the it's the measure of it's it's either a plus or minus and it's runs you've scored minus runs scored against you, okay? And so, in a game, Yankees versus Red Sox, if the Yankees score eight and the Red Sox, got, Red Sox score five, the Yankees have a run differential of plus three, the Red Sox have a run differential of minus three. All right, that's how it works. And that's it's a pretty good indicator of how good your team is, right? If you're scoring a lot more runs than other teams, you'll have a high run differential, you'll win a lot of games,
1: and you're, you should, be, uh, you should have, uh, be good in the standings. And just as, a, as an example of that, the Red Sox are considered one of, if not the best team this year. And they have a run differential of plus 212. Yeah. That means they've outscored their opponents by 212 runs so far this season. And that is probably going to go up.
0: Okay, but there is, there is a flaw with this statistic. And it shows up in the National League. In the National League, if you look at the leading the, the team leading run differential, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers, my favorite team. So that's a good thing, right? Well, maybe. Uh, the Dodgers do have a run differential of plus 111, good, but that's not reflected in their standings, in their win loss record. And I think what's emblematic of this is kind of what they their series against the the Mariners this past weekend. All right, so they scored, uh, they won two of the three games. Their two wins were 12 to 1 and 11 to 1. They absolutely crushed them in two games. Their one loss was 5 to 4. And so they have a lot of these types of games. If you look over the past month, a lot of their losses are one run losses. A lot of their wins are three plus wins, three plus uh, runs or more. I mean, (laughs) they played the Brewers and won 21 to 5. Right, but then they lost
1: one zero in that same series. Yeah, that's crazy. And I just counted in the last like 15 games, they have seven losses by one run, by one run. Yeah. And Anthony, it's a pretty, it's a pretty famous saying in baseball. It's a pretty common saying that a manager will affect about one run a game. So what is this saying about manager Dave Roberts? If you're losing so many one run games, and if a manager affects about one run a game based off of his decisions and what he's doing, his preparation. Maybe Dave Roberts isn't the guy that the Dodgers need right now.
0: Yeah, and I have a love-hate relationship with Dave Roberts. He really is like a player's coach. The players seem to really like him. But it's I find myself disagreeing with his bullpen decisions um, a lot more than I find myself agreeing with them. Partly, Part of it is it's not his fault because so many of the Dodgers relievers are injured. Now, maybe that comes from overuse because the Dodgers... Like many other teams in baseball these days, they're really only letting their starters go five, six innings.
1: Yeah, that's the way the league's going these days. Yeah. And so
0: the bullpen is taxed a lot more than than they have been in past years. And so as you throw more, there's a greater chance of injury. Um, Kenley Jansen was just on the DL for a couple of weeks with a heart issue. I mean, that's obviously not not Dave Roberts' fault, but um, you know he was reinserted last night in a very close ball game. It was a tie ball game, and he gave up two runs in the ninth and should he have been put in in that position? It's not even a save opportunity. He hasn't played competitive baseball in a couple weeks. Seemed like the wrong place for him to come in and and it and it really bit them last night.
1: And for the Dodgers, these games matter. Yeah. They have a chance to they still have a chance. And baseball's crazy. Crazy things happen in baseball. I mean, these run differential numbers just bring light to that. Baseball's a crazy funny sport that way. Basketball's a lot more predictable. You know what I mean? Uh, LeBron James and the Warriors have been in the finals the last 80 years, it feels like. It just feels more predictable. Baseball's not so predictable. And, man, it just seems like the more we talk about it, the more I feel like Dave Roberts is just not making great decisions. When did we we become subjectively correct L.A.?
0: (laughs) Uh, I think that was day one.
1: Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, His cat is named Mamba.
0: The other one is uh, named Kuzi after uh,
1: Kuzma. His full name's Kuzma. You stepped over my line. So oh. my line is I do the Mamba thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I did that once and it was kind of funny, at least yeah. to me. Right. But then you just stepped over it. Oh, let me. It's not how that works. I... It's not how that works.
0: You just do your, your keyboard magic and edit this. Just... No, I don't
1: think I'm going to because I want that sound <laughs> all over the interwebs in the world.
0: Okay. So baseball should be fun over the next 40 days. Yeah. Um, we've got till the end of September to see how this all shakes out. There are nine teams vying for, uh, assuming the, the, the division leaders hold, you've got nine teams vying for four spots, uh, four in the American League, five in the, the National League. Should be an exciting race to the end. Hope the Dodgers pull it out. Hope there's an exciting playoff race, exciting World Series. Uh, we'll see what
1: happens. So something that I really wanted to talk about real quick about the state of baseball before we move on, and trust me, I do want to get on to the next thing. Bryce Harper is still with the Nationals, but it seems like the Nationals are sellers now because they got rid of Dave uh, Daniel Murphy. And uh, I want to say Dave Murphy because I'm thinking about myself. <laughs> Who would have thought? But no, no, Daniel Murphy was traded away uh, to the Cubs, it seems. Um, I'm not sure if that's been finalized yet as of right now at what, um, what time is it? It's like 10 p.m. on Tuesday. But... The Nationals are selling, right? But they hung on to Bryce Harper. So that leads me to believe two things: one, Bryce Harper is playing them to get what he wants and become a free agent, go where he wants. Or he has uh, legitimate—he legitimately wants to stay in Washington. Because if you're gonna—if you're gonna trade somebody, if you're that team, you're gonna trade. If you're not gonna make it to the playoffs this year, and it looks like they might not, you're gonna—you're gonna trade your young, dynamic one of the best players of this generation. And get as much as you can back for him before you lose him to free agency. So it looks like they're either going to pull off a brilliant thing and keep Bryce Harper around. Or made one of the biggest mistakes in uh, baseball management we've seen in a while. And letting Bryce Harper go for free. Well, fan, you've experienced
0: the David Hot Take Minute you've asked okay no one actually asked but I enjoyed it a lot and so I think I think if you were actually communicating with us you would have asked
1: you know the more feedback we get the more of the show you want happens
0: yeah exactly yeah. and uh, so far I think we're <laughs> anyways we love I love David do you love it I love it we love Dave's hot take minute and so for the second week in a row Dave I'm gonna set my alarm let's do it for one minute. Let's do it. Oh, I'm turning the sound on, hopefully I don't get a call or text, I'm a very, very popular person.
1: Uh, I haven't heard your phone go off once since I've been here. It's been on super silent mode. Super silent mode? I don't have that mode on my phone. Mine usually buzzes or something. Can we not do a boing alarm this time? Can we do something a little less cartoonish and awful? Um, sure. Hold on. Alright. And now we're, this is great, this is great listening. Ooh. That's a good one. Sci-fi. All right. I am the dork. That's perfect. Okay. On your mark. <clears throat> Dave's Hot Take Minute. Get set. Go. Whatever happened to keeping big surprises in movies a secret? Guess which character didn't die in Infinity War? Oh, I don't know. The guy who has a movie coming out in July of 2019. Please, people. Surprise us. The Rams quarterbacks were filmed throwing a giant medicine ball at each other for a footwork drill. Maybe you shouldn't give guys who secretly want you to get injured a chance to throw something at you. Just saying. Donovan Mitchell went to a school and gave high-achieving students backpacks and shoes. We need to get more of these stories out there. Hey, remember Haley Joel Osmond, the kid who sees dead people? He is playing the exciting new role of your social media manager in the My Career Mode of NBA 2K19. Huge step up for him. I want to listen to the voicemail on Little League superstar Big Al's dad's phone. I bet he has hundreds of voicemails from Italian restaurants across the country asking him to say something to the effect of, My friends at Gino's Pizzeria call me Big Al, and I eat their new delicious winger dingers. Richie, not so incognito, am I right? Dude cannot stay out of the spotlight for all the wrong reasons. Conan O'Brien tweeted this: "Someone is suing Canada Dry, uh, Canada Dry ginger ale because it contains no ginger. So I'd like to formally announce my lawsuit against Panda Express."
0: <laughs> Time out. Dave's hot take minute is over.
1: May I challenge for ten more seconds? Uh, I accept. No, that, That's a new wrinkle. <laughs> a graphic during Philly's game showed their pitcher Vince Velasquez has a 93.9 mile an hour fastball, an 84.9 mile an hour slider, an 87.9 mile per hour changeup, and an 811.2 mile an hour curveball. Vince, throw the curve every time. If you don't know the name Shaquim Griffin, look it up. One of the best sports stories ever. To the little leaguer in Hawaii who hit a walk-off home run and did a bat flip. Hana Maikai. <laughs> All right.
0: Dave, you had some interesting uh, stories in there. I just want to touch on a couple of them. We should change it to Dave's Hot Take Minute and a Half. (laughs) Dave's Hot Take Minute and change.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start asking you for more and more time, (laughs) where it's just going to be Dave's Hot Take, Subjectively Correct Sports. (laughs) It's just just you timing me on stuff. Right. Okay, so
0: real quick, Haley Joel Osment, (laughs) NBA 2K19. So for those who are not uh, video gamers, NBA 2K19, what? Video gamer? Did I just say gamers? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that sounded funny. I'm hey, sorry. You, hey, you kids. <laughs> Get off my lawn. My, my fellow youth. <laughs> yeah, you, you sounded pretty old there. Uh, okay, so... I'm sorry to... Th- if you're not... If you're not... If you're not a gamer skater... Oh, my. And... <laughs> If you haven't played NBA Two K. NBA Two K. It's the it's the best basketball video game out there. And so they update the number each year. NBA Two K nineteen is the is the release this year. And something they've done over the last oh I don't know five six years is really try and play up this career mode, which um, they try to make it more and more involved. So it used to be that you just kind of create a character, and then you get to play that character on your favorite team, right? Yeah, you
1: just put them where you want them, and off you go.
0: And then it was like, oh, let's have him do some pre-draft stuff and play in a, a few college
1: games and see where he gets drafted in the NBA. Yeah, and then they kept adding stuff like Spike Lee like directed <laughs> yeah. a a little series of film, like short films and like episodes that led you into your career and even like your first year of your career, it was like, okay, this is great, but why am I talking to my fake mom and dad when I could be playing basketball? Which is why I bought this game.
0: You're getting texts from your girlfriend from college, and it's just like all this extra stuff. Who who is asking for this in their basketball game? Like, I feel like this is all stuff like no one really wants or needs. Um, but to the extent you have it definitely get Haley Joel Osment because that kid can act. If you're going to do it, do it big. And he may be 30, but he's still a kid in my eyes.
1: Well, yeah, I think he's always going to be that. You know what I mean? Like if I saw the kid that played the little Anakin Skywalker from Star Wars and I saw him today, I'd be like, nope, nope, that's not <laughs> him. Nope, mm-mm, nope.
0: Oh, I don't really want to look him up. I'm afraid of what may have happened to him in the past 15 a, years. That's a
1: legit fear I think we all have about the people we grew up watching on TV and movies and stuff. It's yeah. like, what are they now? Except for the guy who played Ham... In Sandlot. He hasn't changed he at hasn't all. Changed. No, no, it's awesome. Oh, he was walking down the street one day with another member of the Sandlot cast and yeah. he walked past a guy that had a sandlot shirt on, right? And like Ham was right at the front, like pointing for the fences, right? And they get up like, hey, can we get a picture with you? It's like, sure, I don't know you guys, but okay. And they're like, We're literally on your shirt. They didn't say that. They just took the picture with the guy and left. Like I didn't know who they were. So he was wearing their shirt and took a picture with him. But anyway, yeah, the great Hambino.
0: Awesome. So, I don't know if I'm going to get this game or not. I probably will break down at some point and buy it. But I really hope they just let you skip through all this extra stuff.
1: Yeah, hopefully you can like hit Y eight <laughs> times and yeah. skip it or something. Football's in the air, Anthony. Uh, preseason NFL football's happening. Woo! Is that... Woo! What, what's going on here? What, what is that?
0: <laughs> that's the... Uh, that's my... Woo, for all the uh, second and third string quarterbacks.
1: Oh, tell me about it. I don't want to talk about preseason football. I've mentioned that already several times. Preseason football is just like a way for the NFL to make a little bit more money, right? Because people are going to these games, people are watching them, and it's like... Also a way to tear ACLs. Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Saquon Barkley hurt his leg. That wasn't good for the guy with the highest jersey sales. Carson Wentz and Nick Foles are up there still. That's high for them. Anyway, don't want to talk about that. I, I work with a guy... Who is a huge Eagles fan, so he's insufferable right now, Mm. wearing his Eagle stuff and things. Eagles. Anyway, I don't have any animosity towards the Eagles or that particular person. That kind of came off that way though, huh? That's
0: a bold, bold thing to be uh, open about. Is your Eagle fandom in Dallas?
1: Well, yes, yes. I I bet this is the kind of guy that like fuels off of that though, like feeds off of that. You know, he's like, bring me your hate. Like, remember the guy? uh, The draft is in Philadelphia. And like an old Dallas Cowboys kicker or something announced one of the picks for the Cowboys. And or was it the ver it was reverse. It re- My bad, it was reverse. Um, the draft was here in Dallas, and an old Eagles kicker came in and started like just yes. like yelling at him and talking about yes. You're the NFL champion and all this stuff. And they were booing him, and it was like every time someone else booed in the crowd, he grew like an inch. <laughs> like, ah, got bigger and stronger. It was like the Grinch's out. heart. Yes. Except <laughs> <laughs> his boos made him stronger. It was awesome. Uh but anyway, so I want to talk a little bit about college football, though. Okay. So these pre these rankings come out in football, and yeah. even though we have a system where, like, supposedly it's based off of the merit, so more like the NFL, where it's like we have the rankings and the rankings are the rankings, and those guys make the playoffs. It's a little more like that with college football. A yeah, little you've bit got
0: more. Get the the selection committee. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so they take a look at the the play of the teams, who they play, strength of schedule. They also do what they call the quote I test end quote which is as unscientific as it sounds, I think. Oh, they just look like a good team. Like, okay, sure. I look like a good teacher. I wear glasses. I wear the right clothes. I could be an awful teacher, right? Oh, is Dave's hot take minute over again? That's my bad. Dave's hot take minute's over again. I have to be quiet now. Go ahead, Anthony.
0: Many apologies. The phone is now on super silent mode again. Oh,
1: so it wasn't on super silent. Okay interesting interesting i thought your phone would be blown up if it wasn't on super silent
0: most of my notifications are on silent it's just the ones i don't care about i forgot and so i get so many notifications it's just hard to keep up on everything david oh but please continue back to you
1: david (laughs) great where was i sports oh good (laughs) right back on track sports Ah, uh, probably something LA related because no. they are
0: here. No, the AP Top Twenty Five poll came out for. College oh yeah, yeah, football, yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: okay, yeah, yeah. So my big thing with this is: do these rankings matter? Is this more just a way to get people excited for the football season? And is it more of a way to get, like we talked about last week, is it a way to get clicks? Is it a way yeah. to get people jazzed up for the season? Because now that they have this selection committee, the AP Top Twenty Five and all this stuff, it really doesn't matter. Because another thing: these teams haven't played a game yet. Yeah. They've scrimmaged each other maybe, but they haven't played a game. I,
0: I think you, you hit on it that it, it is for clicks, right? It's it's for the eyeballs, for the money. Um, but my concern is that the selection committee is going to be influenced by these polls, right? I I don't care what kind of eye tests or other criteria they employ. If, um, you know, there, there's a person on the selection committee and they open up their newspaper and they see the AP Top 25 poll and... You've got an undefeated Alabama ranked number one, and you've got an undefeated UCF ranked twenty. Alabama's getting in, yeah, right. Sorry, UCF. Um, and maybe that would have happened anyways without the poll, but I feel like the poll will influence the the selection committee.
1: Yeah, and of course there's there's the big school bias anyway. And I think I think deep down, and I honestly feel like I mean, college football and college sports have proven to not be the amateur palace of purity they set themselves up to be over the last couple of years. And more and more is revealed that it's not the clean business that we thought it was. So why would the selection committee and the NCAA as a a whole organization, why would they want a small school who happened to go perfect, make it to the college football playoff when you could have a huge school like Alabama, who even if you're not watching because you like them, you're watching because you hate them. Why would you? Why wouldn't you want those teams in there?
0: But we love Nick Saban. I love Nick Saban. I can't get enough of Nick Saban these days.
1: I you sent me a tweet and you were like Kobe Bryant and Nick Saban are talking together. I have to watch this. And you call them your two favorite what? Uh, curmudgeons. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance to hear someone else say one of my new favorite words? Curmudgeon.
0: Okay, so you mentioned something about the you know the the college college sports is not this um
1: i don't know whatever you call it bastion <laughs> of morality or <laughs> whatever I, phrase you use I, I called it something more poetic but sure go ahead <laughs>
0: yeah uh, it just got me thinking hey i haven't really heard anything on ohio state recently w- wasn't it a couple weeks ago where we thought oh is, is is urban meyer going to survive the day is he going to survive the week well
1: some time has passed and i haven't really heard anything Yeah, so apparently he was on leave. He's pushing back really hard against any idea of a suspension. And during his leave of absence, and people are saying, why suspend him? He's already served time, quote unquote. He made $400,000 during his forced vacation. I don't think that's called, you know, doing time. Yeah. Maybe for a college football coach is doing time, but he made $400,000 to take a little break.
0: Yeah, and so I I Googled like what's going on with, with Urban Meyer and there was some speculation that, oh, maybe there's been no action because his his employment contract with, with the university uh, wouldn't allow this type of situation, wouldn't allow the university to fire him for this type of situation. But to the extent he had any idea this was going on, I can't imagine there's not some kind of standard morality clause in his contract that basically says something like, you know, to the extent you, you act in, not in conduct with the university's policies or whatever standards they, they set forth that they that the university would have the right to fire him. I mean you see that in in almost every type of employment contract the organization that employs you doesn't want you acting in such a way that brings embarrassment to that organization and so they need some kind of recourse which is usually to dismiss you
1: right And who is his employer? The Ohio State University and shouldn't he have to live up to the same standards as professors? Sure. So if a professor had something like this going on in his department that he failed to report and there's some other weird stuff going on with some of his coaches that have come to light recently that we won't discuss here. But wouldn't a professor or the the head of the English department or whatever, wouldn't he get fired for something like this going on?
0: Uh, Does that professor have 60,000 people coming to his lectures every week? My guess is no. (laughs) Probably not.
1: I think we found our answer. Hey Anthony. Hey, David. Do you know who Jalen Ramsey is? I do know who Jalen Ramsey is. Do you know what he obviously is not? I have an idea, but why don't you tell me? A quarterback. Yeah. Do you want to know how I know that? How? Because he speaks.
0: (laughs) He he speaks and you remember what
1: he says? (laughs) Yeah, because it's not droning quarterback talk like Oh, the offensive line really proud. we did a lot of work they just outplayed us this time we'll come back next week real strong the coach had a good game plan I just didn't execute I need to be better next week blah, you know who's blah, blah, the blah, best blah, at blah, that blah, is,
0: blah. is uh, Andrew Luck oh
1: multi-fight hard <laughs> oh we're all so good oh.
0: that's my Andrew Luck impression
1: <laughs> don't you have don't you have an impression of a carrot you do for your kids oh yeah I'm Harry the carrot <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that what Andrew Luck sounds like? <laughs> I, no, that's what your impression sounds like. Oh. But Andrew Luck doesn't sound like that. That impression was good. Oh,
0: You should see my hands right now. Spot on.
1: So anyway. Jalen Ramsey. I really like him. Uh, not only is he really good at what he does. He's a cornerback. Yes, yes. He's a defensive back and he's 23. He's one of, if not the best defensive backs in the league right now in a league that desperately needs good defensive backs because of the way the rules are and because of the way, of the way these wide receivers are these days. They're such amazing athletes. you got to have good defensive backs like Jalen Ramsey. So he is a hot commodity in the league this uh, during this era, right? Mm-hmm. A shutdown cornerback in a league where the rules are designed to favor the guys you're defending. Yeah. Okay? Super important for his team. And uh, not only that, but he's super fun. Okay? Let's get to some of these quotes, Anthony.
0: Yeah, so, so he, he did an interview with, with GQ Magazine,
1: which when I think of sports, I think GQ. I think we all yeah go to GQ right away. If something breaks on the Urban Meyer story, GQ. You know, Kobe goes off for 50 points in a game, shooting 150 shots because that's how many shots he needs to score 50 points. LeBron's better. You go to GQ it's, Sports. It's amazing
0: how, how much headspace he takes up still. Kobe like he hasn't played a game in what two years and
1: like people can't stop talking about him I do it to make fun of how inefficient he was five rings sure okay so
0: so what did he he, yeah so he was asked about the the quarterback Jalen Ramsey was asked about the quarterbacks in the NFL uh here are some of the some of his takes uh on Garoppolo I guess you can say he's good David said that Uh, Josh Allen is trash.
1: That one's new to me, but
0: (laughs) nice. Just being honest about it, Joe Flacco sucks. I played him two years in a row. He sucks. Doubles down. (laughs) My goodness. Uh, When he was asked about which quarterbacks do not suck. Because apparently he was just talking
1: about the (laughs) quarterbacks that do suck.
0: (laughs) He said, uh, Aaron Rodgers does not. Tom Brady doesn't. I gotta think now.
1: (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. And uh, may I just remind the fan that a week or two ago I did mention that those were the only two guys who probably, regardless of scheme, would be successful in the NFL. I mean, I'm not saying I'm awesome, but the best cornerback in the NFL agrees with me, so that probably says something. Mm. He
0: also said that he's a fan of Drew Brees. Um, and then this w- maybe controversial, maybe not. Take
1: Not controversial to me because <laughs> I said it first.
0: He said, Matt Ryan is overrated. Now, if you all remember, uh, Matt Ryan won the mvp 2 years ago, led his team to the super bowl and lost it. Epic collapse. Uh, some of which was his fault, bad, poor decision making down down the, the stretch. But yeah, so so David, you you kind of you felt validated by this take, big right? Big time.
1: Big time. It's like an expert like you talk about something that's not a field of expertise for you and then an expert comes out and validates your your opinion or your take on it. That's super validating. It's like, oh, cool. I may know what I'm talking about here, which is awesome. So he said uh, Kyle Shanahan goes away, and all of a sudden you go from MVP to a bust, and you have Julio Jones on your team still. Um, this is the this is a direct quote. I think I paraphrased it pretty well, but here we yeah. go. How do you win MVP, and then your coach leave, and you have a terrible year? He still has Julio Jones. It just doesn't make sense to me. In yeah. other words, I, to paraphrase again, David was right.
0: Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta when Matt Ryan was doing really well, won his MVP. And then he goes to the 49ers as head coach. And um, now Garoppolo is kind of the flavor of the month, doing well. We'll see how he does under under the system and, uh, with a full training camp and season. So, Ramsey is attributing Ryan's success to to the
1: coach, which, if you look at last season
0: may not be that far off
1: base. Yeah, just like I said before Jalen Ramsey said it.
0: So what are your feelings, the, the, the medium of GQ notwithstanding, <laughs> what are your feelings about athletes um, being so unapologetic like this in, in the media? Good, good for the sport, bad for the sport, we want to see more of this, or just shut up
1: and dribble? I think, I think you have to do it the right way. And I think it has to match your personality. Like You can tell when it's forced. You can tell when someone's going out there and being bombastic and in your face when that's not their personality. Jalen Ramsey is being Jalen Ramsey. I am all for being who you are, especially to the media, especially to the fans. That is fun. That's one of the reasons why I struggle with baseball these days because baseball is getting so boring and so cookie cutter and so Cody Bellinger.
0: We need Big Al. We do. We need a team. We need... In 20 years, Big Al in the majors and Puig is his manager.
1: <laughs> and we need we need that Hawaiian kid who hit the home run and did the yeah. Bryce Harper bat toss. We need that in baseball. Little league looks like so much fun. Little leaguers don't grow up to be major leaguers. They're boring. Grow up to be little leaguers who happen to play in the big leagues.
0: I think we've got child labor law issues with like that.
1: <laughs> I, I said to become. Become, not now. All right, I have two words to introduce this next topic. Gator noodle. Anthony, go. (laughs)
0: Okay. Uh, So, in Key Largo, Florida... Because,
1: of course, Florida.
0: Yeah. If it's strange and gator-related, it happened in Florida.
1: Yeah. Or Um, at uh, a mansion in Las Vegas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, So, a guy, Victor Perez, apparently, snapped a photo of a gator in a canal. Uh, Which, you know, pretty commonplace in Florida. That's like every day in Florida, yeah. But the gator was floating on a noodle, like a pool noodle. The the
1: toy, the pool toy. And we're not talking like like his head was kind of like his snout was kind of pushing it in the water. He was like full on belly on the noodle as if he did it on purpose to like assist him in swimming like you do when you're tired in the pool.
0: Yeah, he was thoroughly enjoying this noodle. And... And and Mr. Perez actually had a a really good quote. He said, I was just cruising along and I was like, okay, where's the swimmer? What happened to the guy with the noodle?
1: We should all be looking for the guy with the noodle.
0: Somewhere out there. And I think it's probably a child because if you live in Florida and you don't learn to swim, you're probably not around much past like, you, you know, your toddler years. And so I imagine there's just some kid out there missing his noodle, right? And that's going to stay with him for the rest of his life. Because I was that kid once upon a time. What? David.
1: You lost a noodle and it's still traumatic for you?
0: No, not a noodle. A stretch Armstrong. Oh. When I was seven years old. uh, Are you getting emotional?
1: Well. You're getting emotional.
0: (laughs) I've been asking for a stretch Armstrong for a very long time. I think I even saved up money. That's how dedicated I was to the stretch Armstrong cause. And finally got it, I remember the day my mom took me to the store, she bought me the Stretch Armstrong. We were heading towards a family gathering, like a bunch of aunts, uncles, cousins. And uh, my brother and my cousin decided to stretch Armstrong, to stretch Stretch Armstrong more than he was intended to be stretched. Forever? They stretched him past forever? And Stretch Armstrong exploded. Whoa. I got one hour of use of Stretch Armstrong, Oh, and I didn't get another one Oh, until I was a hardworking adult and bought my own. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's how much it stayed with me. Like, it was the one toy that I always thought about and was like, oh, if I only had a Stretch Armstrong, like, how different would my life be? How much more joy would my
1: childhood have had? Okay, so now, the major question is, now that you have a Stretch Armstrong... Is your life any better?
0: I'd say it's complete.
1: Okay, I'll let my sister know you said that.